Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree. And we are joined today by Nicole. Yay! Nicole's back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. She's back. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I'm just Sarah, throw it out there. I don't know how you get like through the Categorically Romance podcast without stumbling. You just say it so flawlessly. I'm just She's like, oh my so God. Good. I stand in front of my mirror She's at night so and I practice. <laughs> I would have to, but I have to like prep myself or something. I'm like, okay, focus, focus. <laughs> I remember when we had when we had Steve on, I was like, so do you want to switch places so that you can introduce Steve? And I had like anxiety. I was like, I can't say <laughs> welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. Like, <laughs> I'd have to say it like really. <laughs> it just says it so flawlessly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So happy hashtag drop dead gorgeous Wednesday. Yes. We are back with our next installment yep. of Kimberly Ray's whatever the series what the is called. Whatever the hell I've this seen, thing is, yeah. I've seen Skull Creek. I've seen Dead Sex. I don't know what the series is yeah. called, but it's by Kimberly Ray. I go for, I just too. go for Love at First Bite, like I agree. it says on top that's, here, because. That's what I go for, yes. That's, that's also like really fun, like Love at First Bite instead Agreed. of Skull Creek. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Before we get into it, Nicole, read us the back of the book. I will. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so this is the synopsis for Drop Dead Gorgeous by Kimberly Ray. Undead and unsatisfied, Dylan Cash used to be the biggest geek in Skull Creek, Texas, until a vampire encounter changed him into a lean, mean sex machine. Now every woman in town wants a piece of the hunky cowboy. Meg Sweeney can't get over her old friend Dylan's transformation. Not only does she want him, but she's also dying to figure out how he did it. Because Meg is a former geek herself. If Dylan can suddenly morph into a stud, who's to say there isn't a sex kitten waiting to be unleashed inside of her? She just needs a little instruction. Dylan's never been able to refuse his best pal Meg anything, even sex lessons. Little does he guess that one life-changing night in her bed will leave him dying to live again. So I don't know about lean or mean, mm -hmm. but de definitely sex machine. Oh, God, definitely, <laughs> definitely sex machine. Oh my gosh, he was he was determined. It was his undead life's mission <laughs> to beat Bobby's record for oh, a amount of one night stands. Like, oh my gosh, Dylan, come on. Your parents must be so proud. <laughs> I know. He I even, know. even got the bed frame. Like he bought the bed frame, old Bobby's bed frame with all the notches on the bedpost. I'm like, seriously, Dylan? Are we Dylan doing is this? like our dude bro from the fraternity? Right? Like, yes. That is Dylan. Yep. He seems okay. like he's going through like a midlife crisis, but he's like a vampire. But he's not midlife. Right. There's no life. There's no midlife. I mean, I don't know how old either one of them are, but I get wanting okay. to like break the record, but actually buying the bed frame is like, a little much. It's a little, a little much. much. Please tell me you got a new mattress <laughs> because <laughs> that mattress has seen some stuff. It's got stories. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so for anyone yeah. listening, this book is it's Harlequin Blaze number three ninety. And if you're Mills and Boone, it was two in one book number twenty three. So it came out in two thousand eight. So I was like, what was going on in two thousand eight? You know, like. So, okay, 2008's when the first Twilight movie came oh, out. 
I mean, does that not? That's okay. Like it was a long time ago. Um, Brangelina welcomed their set of twins into the world. Oh, wow. Britney, wow. Britney Spears made a comeback that yes. year. I think she won like six VMAs after, you know, nice. having a rough beginning of the first, mm-hmm. you know, half of the year, which hashtag free Britney. Absolutely. Yes. We're still 100%. talking about Britney in this capacity. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And that was the year that Heath Ledger, he passed <gasps> away in January. And then oh. the dark Knight came out mm-hmm. later that year. So, I mean, Oh, That's was... the pop culture that we were living in in 2008. Right. And then Harlequin Blaze <laughs> releases Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of, I feel like a lot of stuff went down in 2008. Oh, my right? gosh. I can't even remember what I had for breakfast, let alone what I was doing in no, right. 2008. Right. I couldn't even. That's why I was like, what was going on in the world in pop culture? That's that's interesting because, you know, the first Twilight movie came out, Vampires, and so maybe Harlequin was trying to cash in on some of that, you know, renewed vampire Mm -hmm. enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. you know, so that makes some sense. Yeah. Okay. Chapter one starts off with, it was the best sex she'd had in months. The only sex, (laughs) which wouldn't have been (laughs) such a <clears throat> which wasn't such a bad thing, which wouldn't have been such a bad thing, except that the elusive O came courtesy of a red fluorescent vibrator called the Big Tamale, rather than some hot buff cowboy with a slow hand and an intoxicating smile. Does Kimberly Ray know how to pull us in, right? in the first chapter, Honestly, or does she not? <laughs> I read this and I died laughing for like 20 minutes. I'm like, are you serious? And I love like the next paragraph too. It's like, um, uh, Meg hit the three different off buttons, vibrate, swivel, and I carumba. <laughs> not I carumba. <laughs> Swivel though? Swivel? Swivel? I'm thinking like, did she go to like an aren't we naughty type store and she's just no, I'm researching. Research. <laughs> she knows. We she like, has a whole basket full of Kimberly Ray. Right? Like, where is Kimberly? I, I have been searching for Kimberly right. Again, if Kimberly Ray's in her knitting yeah. circle, <laughs> us three would like to talk to her. Absolutely. Yes. Um her last tweet was in 2019. So I think Kimberly Ray is just off living a glorious life in the Texas Hill Country and not worried about talking about drop dead gorgeous. Right. Okay? <laughs> I just need to know. She's like, I put them out Swivel. in the world. My work here is done. And she- <laughs> I feel like so. Yeah, I Carumba would be the best sex. Like honestly, like- right? Hashtag no shame. No but you might be in the mood for some swivel. <laughs> Sometimes it's one of those days where a swivel will get it done, but then, you know, you had a really bad day at work, you know, and then only I Caramba is going to be the one doing the job. It's like, so take we a learn seat. a lot. <laughs> we learn a lot. I feel like from Meg in the first chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. the whole, that first paragraph, the first page really is because of a, a project. <laughs> so she's working. <laughs> She's doing her own research. Right. Meg is. It's so hard to it's so hard to talk about. Meg is trying to change the town's perception of herself. Yes. And this is research. So while it's funny, it is research, listeners. What did y'all think of Meg uh, based off of the first chapter? Oh, Meg. Mm-hmm. Meg. Hashtag manhandler Meg. Yes. Ma- yeah, yes. manhandler Meg. <laughs> yep. I can, I can, 
I can uh, feel for Meg because, you know, especially, you know, living in a small town, you have this reputation for you about one of the guys, you know, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't want to be one of the guys, you know, she wants to be, you know, swept off her feet. She wants to have a man just look at her and not be able to keep his hands off of her. And she is doing everything she can to make that happen. <laughs> she is going, yeah. I, honestly, I would love to be a fly on the wall in their little meetings that they have. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. They have to fill out a journal. They have homework they have to do. Oh my gosh. This meeting, what is it called? What is this little um, master Tuesday's class entitled Masturbation Mania and a worksheet (laughs) for homework? She had homework. Oh my. Intense sensation? Check. Spontaneous groaning? The good kind? Check. Uncontrollable. She has a checklist. Honestly, who I wouldn't be able, especially in such a small town as it is, to have that kind of class where who knows, you probably have, you know, your second aunt twice removed old lady sitting in the class with you wanting to spice up her life in her old age. Can you imagine right? going to that class where you're going to know every single, there's no such thing as anonymous in no, small towns. No. This is not, this yeah. isn't an anonymous class. This mm-hmm. is, you know, everybody and everybody mm-hmm. knows your business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I was thinking while I was reading it. I was like, it's so much more hilarious because it is a small town. Oh, yeah, and it's for like, sure. you know, you can't really, you can't be anonymous. Like you said, like you're going to see each other in, you know, the pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and be wondering, like, did she do the homework yeah. this week? <laughs> what did you think about the homework? You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did I w- you use the swivel? <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine them, like, just making eye contact with someone else in the class, and they just, like, do the eyebrow. <laughs> like the... <Yeah. laughs> Grandma, stop it. <laughs> Grandma, Grandma, stop. (laughs) So some of the background on Meg. So she was the daughter of a single dad Mm -hmm. who was the one of the athletics coaches at the local high school. Her mom died after she gave birth and she had always been determined to follow in her dad's footsteps. But then he dies Mm -hmm. and it's after his death that she trades in her love of sports for an infatuation with shoes and all things feminine. Mm -hmm. So this is she's like 17 mm-hmm. at this point. And I'm like, okay, most girls, a, a lot of girls, like I was a tomboy, but I feel like I grew out of my tomboyness like before high school, like maybe mm-hmm. middle school. I don't know if that's true for most girls, but I was like, okay, so I mean, 17, it's not so far, far fetched. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, I was thinking about that a lot. Like, it doesn't. It, it sounds like you really looked up to your dad and like, that's mm-hmm. why you loved sports. So I was really kind of reflecting on why was it his death that made you want to switch? Is it because it's hurtful to like, remember still hold on to that and love it so much? Like, I don't know. I was thinking about that a lot today. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it made sense, but then it didn't make sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, everybody deals with grief in different ways, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, some people, you know, they want to hold on to those memories so they could dive deeper into like, Mm -hmm. you know, the sports and things that just remind them of their parents or the loved one that died. You know, other people, they just want to put as much distance between what reminds them of the person as possible, you know, just to kind of, that's how they deal with the grief. But yeah, Meg did a 180 on her whole you know, outside appearance, not, not necessarily personality. I don't feel like she had a personality shift, but she just, you know, she completely like 
she owns a, you know, a boutique where, you know, you yeah. come in and like clothes and, you know, she has like, she's all in the style. She's all in what's mm-hmm. in and what's, you know, she did a complete 180 on what she, she used to be in high school. And, um, yeah. And she's just, she uses that, you know, she wants, mm-hmm. she wants to be that person where, you know, um, a man would, you know, want her, you yeah. know, instantly and not necessarily want to talk about the last football game, you know, but, and even, I think even Dylan, like towards the end, he was saying like, she uses it as a wall. Like there's that pain there and she mm-hmm. is protecting herself mm-hmm. from it. So. Yeah. My thought on it was that maybe this is what she always wanted, but mm-hmm. like she always yeah. wanted to be that girly, but she felt like if I was thinking she would too. disappoint her dad by not being yeah the girl that he wanted kind of an idea, right? Like, you know, daddy's little, you know, sports buddy. So then yeah. after his death, she now felt comfortable being who yeah, she was in a way. That's yeah. what I, that's how I took, that's what I took away from it. That's so I true. I guess it's just one of those things where we really didn't get a lot. We didn't get really anything on it. We just know, unfortunately he passes away and then boom, she mm-hmm. is like, switching Mm -hmm. really who she is and so really the kind of I guess one of the big plot lines in the book is she wants to change her perception and there's like some envy there because Dylan all of a sudden has changed the town's perception of him yeah (laughs) so they were like they were really good friends and they were known you know as they kind of had that in common you know Mm -hmm. Dylan was Mm -hmm. you know the geeky computer nerd where you went to if you wanted to you know excuse me if you wanted to like check your computer he was the guy to go to Mm -hmm. not necessarily for like a fun friday night you wouldn't go to dylan for that and um and she was kind of like uh the same way you know you you went to meg if you wanted to talk sports talk you know that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff but not necessarily take to prom you know Yeah. (laughs) yeah and so they're they're kind of kinship in that and they were really great friends. And there was this one, I think they were in ninth grade, I want to say, like where they had like oh, yeah. this kiss and it didn't really oh, wrap their world. Nine and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were just like, they just made the pact to like never think about it again. That didn't happen, you know, and it just really wasn't that great of a kiss. And, yep. you know, whose first kiss is, you know, you don't, you don't just, you're not out of the womb, learn, knowing how to kiss, you know? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One kiss, he's like, it, mm, that wasn't good. Done. Yeah, last time. I'm never doing that again. easy in the movies. It mm-hmm. looks easy in the movies, yeah. but it is really hard in real mm-hmm. life. <laughs> Especially when you're that young. I you know. There's braces involved. And <laughs> braces. Retainers that come out. <laughs> if your nose ain't going, trying to go in the same way. Right. Honestly, there's so many roadblocks. Do all teen boys remember to brush their teeth? Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's like a lot of barriers <laughs> there. So. Pretty sure he just had a big bowl of chili at the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's a lot but of But I was factors. thinking, I, yeah, I was thinking another, before we, like, before because we have to get into hot mess Dylan, but oh, before we God. get there and I, lo- like, lose it, what do y'all think about that whole when you're a, a girl and you're like a certain age, it's cool to be one of the guys. Mm-hmm. And I think what's cool with Kim, what Kimberly Ray did with this is she kind of explores, especially if you live in a small town and you're not going anywhere, how that kind of works against you. Like it becomes 
a, a, like a part of your identity that you can't escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one day you're like, but I am a girl and I want you to lust after me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like you're one of the guys. So right. what do y'all think? What do you think about that? Especially when you're getting into that age where you're kind of wanting to have like get into a relationship, possibly thinking about marriage. But mm-hmm. like if all the town prospects were your age when you were in high school and you are just known as one of the guys mm-hmm. where they are forever thinking of you as just, you know, their friend. Yeah. They don't think yeah. of you in a sexual way. Like yeah. that could possibly lead into a pretty lonely existence, especially if you're thinking about wanting to get into a relationship. Not necessarily like, you know, if you don't want to ever be in a relationship or ever get married, you know, kudos to you. Everybody, you know, has their own dreams and aspirations. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just like what I kind of kind of didn't like is that, you know, feel like I feel like why put women in this box? Like, why does it have to be one or the other? That's right. Why can't she like sports and talk about sports and be and get all like get her hands dirty? But then also, yes dress up and be that, you know, be that girl on a Friday night, you know, be sexual, be free, be, you know, sleep with whoever she wants. So it's like, why are we still, I mean, this was 2008. It's not like now. (laughs) It's just like, but even then it's like, why are we putting women in this box where they have to be one or the other, you know? The gender stereotype essentially. Yeah. And if they are that one where, you know, they're one of the guys, they will, they'll forever be alone. They'll be a spinster. Like Mm -hmm. that's not entirely. It's not 1892. (laughs) (laughs) and it was and it was so polaring it was so like you mm -hmm. in this town in her mind in meg's mind you literally she had to completely differentiate herself from that one of the guys if she even had a chance of being with someone and i'm just like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah which i think is something i'm like i don't know if i've read that type of story. I mean, we've all read the story where the the woman has to like undergo some big change or whatever to fit in with the guy. But like, I'm like, I don't think I've read one where like sports was involved. Yeah. And I I think now in today's world, like women in sports is having like this much needed Mm -hmm. should have happened a long time moment. Um, But yeah, it felt, it kind of felt like a really missed opportunity to like, share with girls and young and and women like you can do both you don't have to stop your love of one thing to and it's like it's the whole plot line's emphasis is on being sexy and other people's perception of you and Mm -hmm. i'm like this is i don't know i don't know how i felt yeah (laughs) yeah that's exactly it and i was just like really this is like i mean don't get me wrong if you if you really care about you know, how other people see you when you want to put on your 100%, you're on that 100% all the time, all dressed up, all dolled up all the time. Kudos to you. That's not me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like I am, I am like, whatever I am most comfortable in, I don't ever wear makeup, except for like, if I if it's like on a big like going out with my husband, and it's very little. But if you're one of those people who has to be dolled up all the time, kudos to you. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, like, that's not everybody. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is not everybody. And it is seriously like, are we really being this shallow? Like these yes. are our two main characters. Mm-hmm. Like we're supposed and to. And wait like a minute, wait people. a minute. Okay, what is it? It's it's Tilly Townsend's if infamous hot chicks yeah. list. We can't we can't miss that. That is, I mean, before even really Dylan mm-hmm. being a big deal, that is the big deal to Meg. So yes. this he is like a newspaper list. column, I guess, that comes out every six months and features the hottest 
10 bachelorettes in town and she'll do one for bachelors as mm-hmm. well um <laughs> so I was like, if Skull Creek were re- were real, would this still be in the newspaper? I, uh, or I, I on feel Facebook this would by now. <laughs> I feel like it's an app. Is it now. on Instagram? It's an app. Yeah. It's an app. Yeah. <laughs> Skull Creek, or is you know, maybe a really <laughs> a really well to do blog post. Maybe it's a blog oh, right, post by right now. <laughs> but that is the big deal for her. I mean, I guess essentially it leads into finding someone because it feels like if she gets on that list. That's her big break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody will see that. Someone will see like, oh, she's on the most eligible bachelorette list. Mm-hmm. I need her. Like that's, yeah. you know, yeah. wifey material, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah, like that is, that is her, that is end game goal. You yeah. know, like that is, you know, I'm doing all this, you know, I am dressing in the latest fashions. I got my boutique and then she's just missing one thing. It's, you know, the sex kitten appeal you know where you know men are just going to be tripping over themselves to want to be with her Mm -hmm. and she was like she sees dylan across the way here just oh god (laughs) just living that life you know Mm -hmm. like just he was like she because she's remembering dylan as like the geeky computer guy and then but he has a new woman every night what has he done and he with Susie fucking Wilcox, <laughs> the former high school homecoming queen, who told him once a geek, always a geek. A geek. Yeah. I don't care if you're a vampire or not. Yeah. We gotta have some standards. That's right. Standards. <laughs> if a girl told you that, I would Oh my gosh. Keep going, Nicole, because that scene pissed me off. Seriously. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, sees Dylan and he is just this suave, hunky dude now. And he's just oozing the sex appeal. And like you said, taking Susie Wilcox home. It's like, oh, oh, he's doing it. He's like going around and he's, you know, the women are just lining up at his door to be in his bed. What is he doing? What does he have? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I have to learn how to do that. This Mm -hmm. is Meg, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she goes to him and she's like, hey, listen we're friends, right? Help a friend out. What are you doing? What's your secret? You know, and they kind of just embark on the, these like sex lessons. (laughs) 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 And, you know, and it just goes from there. And there was just like this one scene where he like brings all this food from like the gas station. (laughs) I love gas station hot dogs. (laughs) He's got like, yeah, like the whipped cream, the chocolate, the cherries, the Isn't she blindfolded or something? Yes, Is she blindfolded? Yeah, 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 okay. blindfolded because he's like, okay, because it's at the point where he's like, okay, take away one sense and you're just, we're learning, we're focusing on taste now. Like, mm-hmm. what do you taste? You know, and I was just like, oh my God, this is his sexual lessons. From a vampire. Yeah. From a vampire. It's a very vampire. vampire for like two and a half minutes, you know? like Exactly. <laughs> Since the last book, yeah. which were released in 2007. Yeah. He's been a vampire for all of five seconds, okay? <laughs> and he's just like, okay, he's putting on these airs because he can't obviously say like, well, I'm a vampire and I just like that's just who I am as a person now. And I just put off like this sexual energy and I can kind of push images into women's heads, you know, saying like of them like doing things and it kind of just turns them on and they just, you know, they just go at it. Mm -hmm. He can't really say that, you know, so he kind of has to do it the human way. But when he was human, he really didn't know how to do it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what's fun with Dylan, I think, is getting that perspective of like, dude, bro, who just turned into a vampire and is living it mm-hmm. up. It's, that's exactly. He was a he was a college kid dropped off by his parents at you know for the first time away from home, and he was having yep. fun. <laughs> I also feel like he could have he could have had this personality where it's just like he's like mid to late 40s just got a divorce and yeah. just spent all of his money on a corvette yeah. and <laughs> and he's literally just going out every single night just to you know cruise around yeah just to get yeah. like women because he just got divorced and yep. going through a midlife that's crisis fair. that's what i thought of mm-hmm. when i was reading dylan <laughs> or or you know what's it's like his so parents funny. were like trying to figure out what was going on they hadn't heard from his poor parents Mm -hmm. honestly like he just became a vampire and just left he was like bye (laughs) didn't even explain anything his parents thought he was like abducted by this cult like he was being brainwashed (laughs) (sighs) like really you're not even gonna say anything you're not even gonna try to come up with an excuse like well i got this job out of town You know, because I mean, if you're a vampire, can you you can use the phone? Hey, I'm okay. Right? <laughs> I'll be over exactly. tonight. Don't expect me during the day. I'm busy. Yeah. I'll be over there tonight. I got shit to do. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, call somebody. Leave a note. Something. Right? <laughs> oh my god. I feel like the only like because in the last book we read when we recorded that when we talked a lot about like vampire stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm vampire lore i feel like the only thing that i really that stood out to me this time was like he had to be invited in mm-hmm. did we cover that last yeah. time or no yeah yeah we, i don't know um, if we covered it but it was in the first book i remember it was in the first book i don't know okay. if we talked about it or not though i don't think that was did. the only thing i picked up on that's the only thing i picked up on i didn't I pick think. it up in the first book which is probably why i didn't mention it but yeah that's uh, honestly i um that's another thing in vampire lore Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but yeah, you have to invite vampires in. And uh, I'm watching the first season. Unless it's a place of business, the then it's okay. Exactly. Yeah, it has to be a public. It has to be a public because spot. If it's privately loophole. owned, exactly. <laughs> because they like, can you imagine? Like, they can't even go into the Seven Eleven on You're the like, corner. Like, <laughs> can I come in? Yeah. how was going to get the scorpion hot dogs if that wasn't the case? Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Can we go back to Susie Wilcox, former homecoming queen? Uh, Susie Wilcox. Everybody, I feel like everybody did knows he Susie sex Wilcox. With her? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. he have sex with yeah. her? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I was like, isn't that a rule that we don't do in romance? Not well. I mean, now on Kindle Unlimited, everything is game. Yeah, but once upon a time, two thousand eight, was that a thing? Of I mean, it wasn't on the page that you didn't, didn't bring up him. the fact that the. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. That they had relationships that soon. With somebody else. With somebody else. I feel like it's more iffy for me is if they are, like, not necessarily together, but if our main characters who you know are going to be in the relationship or who you know what the book is about, like, if they're on their way to being in a relationship and he's off doing, like, the dirty with Susie Susie Wilcox. (laughs) But I feel like, I feel like that instant, they weren't like him and him and um, Meg, they weren't, you know, like on their way to being in a relationship. So I feel like it was okay. But Mm -hmm. if, like, if, if they had talked, 
and like Meg is like, hey, I need sex lessons. And they had like their first kind of lesson or whatever. And then he goes and bangs Susan Wilcox. I would have had a problem. But he did go to the bar after that. And he, he took did. somebody home. I was about to say, and wasn't there another naked, girl? And then he changed his mind. I'm like, I'm he sorry. Changed his mind. If my husband went to the bar and just took so- <laughs> and saw her naked, th- dude, you'd be driving that Corvette down the street to your mama's house because you're not down coming back here. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's trying to, he's doing like that, you know, a lot. I've seen, I've seen this in other romances where mm-hmm. it's just like the guy is fighting his emotions and he's yeah. like, oh, she doesn't mean anything. And I can prove it to myself by taking another lady home. Okay. But as soon as he does, he realizes like he tries to have sex with that other person, but then he realizes like all he's thinking about is, is yeah. Meg. Manhandler or, or, Meg. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I can't do this. But if he had, ha- if he had went through it and had mm-hmm. sex with that other person mm-hmm. after he realizes this, I would have been not okay. No, it would have. I not. probably I would have DNF'd the book because I, I was. I was when I, mean, I was reading that scene, I'm like, "Don't tell me you did it. Don't. I don't care if it was like what you needed to sustain yourself. Whatever. Yes, yes. You know. Yeah, that's what I was Vampires thinking. I was like, "Okay, well, he too. has to do it. He technically has to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, be a vamp to exist. But I feel, I feel man like him. you know, Anne Rice books would have been a lot different had that. Been. <laughs> instead of just feeding off blood like they feed right? off sexual yeah. energy yeah. like in this book like they literally like it's not like and that's kind of also the pits too because like what if you don't want to have sex but you have to have sexual energy to feed off of i'd be like oh here we go again <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, darn. <laughs> darn it and then what who, is it is it garrett who has the the bag of spare blood yes. from the blood bank Correct. and he's like dude you can't keep doing this Correct. <laughs> yeah it's just like this is literally to... only like to like curb your appetite until you can really feed off of somebody like mm-hmm. you cannot survive off of bag blood mm-hmm. but yeah he has he has like the stash of bag blood because an old girlfriend works at the blood bank <laughs> Because of course, as one, you have to have it in. You're gonna be you a have to have it in. You in. Exactly. <laughs> Either you have rule to work number one, bank or you have to know somebody who hey, works on the You know what? Yes. They have all the time in the world to think about this shit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> exactly. So okay, explain because this one kind of like went over my head a little bit, but then at the end of the book, it kind of comes back and resurfaces. Dylan is like online like on some yeah, blogs or something blog. <laughs> i'm like one vampire's blog <laughs> <laughs> this is the height of blogging oh my gosh yeah and we have skull creek texas bloggers okay but like okay what was it about he was trying <laughs> to like put feelers out there and leave a trail of breadcrumbs because they want this ancient one to find them and Uh, come to them because they want to kill this ancient one because if they kill the ancient one then every single vampire that that ancient one turned will go back to being human so that's garrett that's jake that's uh dylan Mm -hmm. instead of killing you know instead of jake killing garrett because i guess they're friends again uh, (laughs) (laughs) they want to kill the one that started it all you know like their their line so if they kill this ancient one everybody turns back into a human mm-hmm. so they he's trying to like you know put out breadcrumbs there like mm-hmm. okay so if this ancient one is on the internet <laughs> he can read yeah. these blogs and find us because <laughs> you're if you're if you're an ancient one you're probably a blogger oh, yeah. <laughs> he's on the internet 
He's looking at he these was AOLing it up forums, you know. <laughs> at the forums, I am the, the chat room. The chat room. The he AOL. was on Yahoo Messenger. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I, ICQ. ICQ. <laughs> oh god! And his name was the ancient one. I mean, it was a dead. That was ringer. the ancient dead one, ringer. like six nine or something like that. Just right. Because... <laughs> ancient one, like the number one, like ancient one. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? We're on the computer? (laughs) And it's so funny because Garrett, like, you got a little bit of his perspective at the in the epilogue there. He honestly thinks that this is gonna work. He's like, Oh yeah, you put your feels out there, they'll find he'll find us. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys. Uh." (laughs) So I don't after that, the whole filler thing like there's this there's this feel of like is there a vampire slayer yeah. and I'm like, okay is this oh, like yeah. buffy comes is this buffyism yeah. right i was like is buffy gonna show up oh my gosh if buffy did show up these guys wouldn't stand a chance every, right? every I, vampire yes. in Skull creek would be dead i kind of wanted a i wanted a slayer I did too. we didn't get a slayer we yeah. didn't we got these wannabe vampire like they weren't even hunters they were just like vampire you know movies. oh if we sell yeah exactly if we sell these fangs on the internet we're gonna get a lot of money <laughs> they're pawn stars they were just like seriously and they took him out they took this vampire out with a dart a tranquilizer dart i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay and it's just because it, they you know kimberly ray wrote into like it's because he wasn't feeding he wasn't you know it was at that point in time where he was just wanting to feed off of meg and mm-hmm. he wasn't feeding on anybody else so he was kind of weak so i guess a trank dart would sure. take him out but sure well, i'll allow it i guess <laughs> yeah there's a vampire but- reading this going no no, that that's no. not the way these things work. <laughs> the ancient, the ancient one is reading this. No, there's no way that he'd be taken out by a train. No, not at all. <laughs> Kimberly Ray, your research, ma'am. <laughs> that's, maybe that's why I, she's I, not around anymore. Now I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> I know. I, I, she's I'm gotten kind so of much rooting vampire for the hate. ancient one at this point, y'all. I'm kind of rooting for the ancient right? one. Like, come on, ancient one. <laughs> we're we're dealing with an idiot here. I know. <laughs> I, what just did want, y'all think I of... honestly want the ancient one just to come into their like motorcycle shop and be like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's a woman. Right? I hope it's a woman too. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yes. But we did get that little bit of the epilogue, you know, when it's I Garrett's know. point of view mm-hmm. and there's like a and fourth vampire. it sounds vamp. like he was in. Was he in love? Mm-hmm. There's like it this fourth like vampire it. in town that's not the ancient one. But I'm thinking it's the one who changed, who turned him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are all these because vampires going to Little Skull Creek, Texas? They want to clearly <laughs> remain anonymous. <laughs> I was like, y'all got to spread out like four vampires in this little town. It's going to draw attention. Right. <laughs> you really want to spend eternity in a, in a small, tiny town where everyone... Because the thing is, with you not aging, they're going to notice that, the Piggly Wiggly. They're going to know. <laughs> Have we not watched The Age of Adelaide? <laughs> No, you gotta move up with you. You gotta move around. <laughs> right. Gosh. Okay, read us read us the part, Nicole. Read okay. us the part. So, okay. So a whisper of awareness drifted down his spine. He stiffened and his fingers clenched. His nerve shifted to red alert. Garrett knew then that while Dylan had sensed his attackers rather than another bloodsucker, there truly was a fourth vampire in Skull Creek. 
but it wasn't the ancient one. The realization should have eased the sudden pounding of his heart and the frantic tightening in his stomach. It made it worse, because what lurked nearby was much more dangerous than a centuries-old monster with annihilation on his mind. His groin tightened and his nostrils flared. The truth hit him. Her. The first woman he'd ever loved. The only woman. Long time no see, Garrett. Her soft, familiar voice slid into his ears. But it wasn't nearly long enough. (laughs) Long time no see, Garrett. No, long time no see. Yeah, so her name is Viviana <laughs> Darland. And so he's, the last the last little paragraph here is uh, Viviana Darland hadn't just taken his heart way back when. She had taken his soul as well. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, maybe she's the one mm. who turned him because they believe once they get turned into a vampire, they're soulless. So yeah. that's the kind of epilogue I like right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how this is like her presence in Skull Creek could only mean one thing. They were in for trouble big big trouble i'm like yeah i want to meet her he missed the wedding (laughs) anniversary didn't he (laughs) yes (laughs) it's like hey you didn't send me flowers that's right piece of garbage (laughs) what did y'all think of when meg realizes why dylan is so sexy all of a sudden i feel like she took it really well She did. Yeah, she did so well. She and I feel like Nikki did too, though, like in the yeah. first book. But I feel like that's just because it's like a Harlequin blaze are only allowed so many words. And like, okay, you got to get over the shock like super quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to be yeah. okay with this now. Yeah. Oh, you're a vampire. Oh, good. Got okay. it. Okay, good. <laughs> it all makes so much sense now. Yeah. But it also helped that like she realizes it. So she has this moment of shock, but then also he's in danger. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Like, I'll figure this out later, but he's in danger. I got to mm. save him. So, yeah. I feel it was like, like that he kind of got helped a it cheat. Yeah. Like, yeah, his, yeah, the, everybody looks at him as sexy Dylan now, mm. but girl, ain't nothing changed about Dylan except the fact that he's a vampire. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> if you took that away, we would never book. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that, and that is what he's worried about. You know, he's worried that if he gets into a relationship with Meg and they kill the ancient one, he goes back to computer geek Dylan and not sexy vampire Dylan. Mm. And she's not going to want to be with him anymore. Like that was literally yeah. like just a thing going on in his head about why they shouldn't be in a relationship. Yeah. I'm just like, she liked you even then. It's fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was this book that was like, really focused on attractiveness yes yeah mm-hmm. and while it I mean it was fun I mean it was a fun read and yeah. I don't want to take that away from oh, it no. but it's just like wow at the same time like we're dealing but I, I guess it's we have to remember what it's like to be in like middle school and high school where everybody's a jerk and like yeah. it's especially at that point in time like 2008 and prior to that like clicks and stuff i mean we had all the movies like clueless and the you know the breakfast club back in the 80s like it was a very real thing where like how you looked and what group you fit in really mattered and so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then now you're 20 30s and you're still in that small town and like how that reputation follows you and like Mm -hmm. wanting to and i'm just like you guys mention Austin and San Antonio all the time. Go find a guy somewhere else. I know. <laughs> Drag him back do you to Skull Creek if you have to. Do you to. want to date these assholes you went to high school with? No. Like, no. No. <laughs> so. no. 
know. Yeah, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I met my husband in high school, but literally every other guy in high school, I was like, right. Mm, no thank you i mean you know from meg's perspective none of them sounded bad but it's just like if if they can't get past the fact that you like football and can name you know the whole dallas cowboys team just like they do then that's a them problem girl what do you what do you want them for exactly (laughs) i think i think it's a them problem too because she not only liked sports she played sports better Mm -hmm. than the guys so Mm -hmm. it's an ego thing too like oh i can't you know in high school, you know, even, you know, when men are, you know, adults, God save me from the fragile male ego, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I can't be dating someone, especially in high school when you're trying to be the star quarterback, and but you have, you know, manhandler Meg here. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar like really, and slosh. <laughs> really doing all the work, you know, it's just like, like seriously like you don't want to date her because she's better at you she's better than you at football like come on but yeah it's like when you were talking about all the movies that you kind of like we watched like in the 90s and the 80s like when I was reading this book I was thinking about she's all that with Freddie Prinze Jr and how she's like kind of like that shy artsy girl who wears like the overalls and he doesn't really like see her until she's coming down the stairs yes. in her nice dress, you know? And I'm just yep. like, really? <laughs> yep. Yep. You don't think she's attractive until she's all done up in a dress? Yeah. 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 Seriously? I mean, I like that movie. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> like, that's all, that's all I was thinking about. I mean, but you know, you're right. Like if you look at a lot of those movies, like Bree said, like Clueless is one of my favorites, but it's not until they give Ty that makeover that you know everybody suddenly notices you know like that was a theme that was a huge theme Mm -hmm. back then right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and kimberly gray just like put a spin on it and made him vampires and and was like because it's this is what happens you don't see a lot it's a theme you didn't see a lot with a guy yeah guy was just a guy right right you know, it's always so, the girl that had to go over the yeah, makeover. Yeah, you, know, you know, as soon as she yeah. took off her glasses, suddenly it was like, oh my oh. god, I'm swooning. Like Clark Kent and Superman. No. <laughs> <laughs> like really, you I just mean, put glasses on, it, you don't recognize him? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a totally different book had Meg been the vampire and Dylan oh, mm-hmm. been the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would we even have a book? Is that allowed in romance? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I feel I feel like I would love that honestly. In two thousand eight. Mm. Oh, in two thousand eight, no, no. I feel like now, like there's a lot more freedom in romances, especially like in indie published romances. Like, would we see it in like a Harlequin line? Probably not, because I feel like there is a box that you have to be yes. in when you write for. Because there's a lot of rules, especially when it yeah. comes to all these different lines. Mm-hmm. Like, take the intrigue line for example. You know, it's like the suspense is first, romance is second, no sex on page, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Like you're stuck in this box if you want to write for this line. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like, you know, nowadays, like indie published romances are like making a headway. Like they're like, you know, I feel like they're really like in the running for things because they don't have that box. They can literally yep. write you can do whatever the hell you whatever. want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not be so formulaic. And I feel like that could be a lot of reasons why a lot of people don't necessarily like romance is because if you, the quote unquote, if you've read one, you've read them all with mm-hmm. that formulaic mm-hmm. thing that you can get with traditionally published romances. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I feel, 
I feel like that is literally since, like you said, there was that theme back then of, you know, getting the makeover and the guy doesn't like the girl until Mm -hmm. she gets the makeover or takes off her glasses. And that was a huge theme. That was a huge trope, if you would, as you know, you would say that's, that's a huge trope, especially back Mm -hmm. then. And it's not necessarily the most flattering trope. Like it teaches young girls that if, if you don't look like this, if you don't do that makeover, if you don't do your makeup every day and dress, you know, a certain way, no guy's ever going to like you. And that's yeah. not necessarily good either, which I'm glad we've broken away from that trope. Oh, absolutely. I hardly ever see it anymore. But well, but did y'all feel like, <clears throat> did you feel that with Dylan though? Because I feel like the more him and me, me and Handler Meg were around each other, I kind of feel like he was going to be into her mm-hmm. just because they already had like oh, yeah. they were in the trenches of the suckiest of suck time yes. in life yeah. together like i kind of felt like she was the one like she, and we saw it in this book her regardless yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that that was that was kind of it was more mm-hmm. on meg and so yes. like one of the questions i wanted to ask y'all about meg like i feel like all the things that we've talked about are legit and i a hundred percent agree with all of it. Like it's all about outward appearance mm-hmm. and all of that. But I feel like Kimberly Ray tries to get us to really sympathize with Meg to make it okay mm-hmm. because she like loses both of her parents. I'm like, why the hell does Dylan's dead ass get to have both of his <laughs> yeah. parents? And like Meg has nobody really. I, I mean, she went to live with her grandparents, mm-hmm. but like they're never mentioned outside that of that. So time, it feels like yeah. she's so alone, yes. you know? So Mm-hmm. I mean, would the book have been different had, say, her mom been alive or maybe had her... I mean, if her dad would have stayed alive, that probably would have changed. She'd probably be the coach of the basketball team or something. Yeah. But, like, would that have made it a, a different book? Maybe, because, like like you said, her transformation didn't come until after her dad died. Yeah. So, if like, if he didn't die, that could have, have still been. not been a factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I agree, like, you know, Dylan... Like, Dylan never saw Meg like that. You know, Dylan never saw Meg like, you know, she was always beautiful to him. You know, it wasn't, you know, he didn't just magically start seeing her after her transformation. But it's definitely their inward thoughts about themselves Yeah, that, you mm-hmm. know, that I picked up on. Yep. And I started liking the book way, way more when they were, you know, together and kind of, kind of fighting their feelings. But, you know, once they... You know, once she find once she found mm-hmm. out that he was a vampire, and um, it was from then on where I was just like, okay, yeah, this is this is getting good now, you know. And but it, yeah. that's like that happens like there was like a quarter of the book left when that happens, and I was just like, I feel like I was slugging through like the first part of this book where it was just like, really, I know, really. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was. I, I definitely started liking it more when you know they were together and being honest with each other yep. and realizing like they didn't need to be on Meg didn't need to be on that top 10 list Dylan didn't need to break Bobby's record they really just needed each other they were really for the entire book they were just standing in their own way they really were yeah mm-hmm. that's a good point mm-hmm. no I, I wish, so I would have liked to have seen or I would like to see because I'm not a big vampire romance reader and you guys know that mm-hmm. but vampires tend to have this they're they're very good looking they're very charismatic they're very yada mm-hmm. yada yada I could have really, I don't know, I would have liked Dylan a bit better had he have kept the way he looked 
in the first. Mm-hmm. I liked Dylan a lot in the first book. I like yes. Dylan was the the bud that I went to school. You know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. understand why they had to change it, but it would have been interesting though for him to have this sexual magnetism, but still look like a guy from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> so you know, like no. <laughs> Not Big Sheldon. Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon as a vampire. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think that that would have been fun. But I mean, maybe that's something that, that needs fun. to be written now. You know, like something that would be oh, more yeah. accepting or something, right? Because we love a sexy nerd. Right? Oh yeah, sexy nerd. Yeah. Right? We love it. <laughs> like just kind of the lanky, but he still needs glasses because something happened with the vampirism that didn't fix all of his senses. Oh you know, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like, honestly, that would actually be a lot of fun. Like, this person is like, they're like the geeky person. And they're like, they find out that vampires are real. And it make it they make it their life's goal to become a vampire because they want to change themselves. They want to be like the hunky character, you know, or whatever. But then they do get turned into a vampire, but they're still the same. Yeah, they, so they feel like the they got guy. the wrong end of the deal. They're like, yeah. are you serious? I was supposed to be this hunky dude. And now yeah. I'm just like, I still look the same and I still need glasses. Oh my God, I would read that book in a heartbeat. I would read that book in a heartbeat. Right? <laughs> you mean to tell me I turned into a vampire and I still have astigmatism? What kind of shit is this? <laughs> I would be so upset. I would be so pissed. I would be so the mad. lies of all the paranormal romance that I read that said that my vision would be better exactly oh my god i would so read that book and i can't go to the eye doctor during the day i need a 24-hour eye center because i still need my prescription so many rules that don't go together with real life oh my god i would love that somebody read it or somebody write it so i can read it yeah there you go so we can read it Oh, that's fantastic. It's for fun. It's going to be for fun, guys. Don't go give it one star on Goodreads, no, okay? No, because no. It's just going to be for fun. Oh, I'm going to actually write I that down because like, I'm going to write um, it. There you go. Have y'all ever watched? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have y'all ever? Well, I started watching the All Souls trilogy based oh. off the Deborah Harkness books. Yeah. And I'm like, I hated Matthew de Clermont, the hero in the books. In the books, oh yeah. He is one fine man in the show. And I'm like, I like dark academia mm-hmm. vampire. I can that's what when Sarah said she wanted Dylan to still be kind of Sheldonish. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I feel you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the funny <laughs> thing about the All Souls trilogy, I read a synopsis uh, for discovery of witches and i'm just like like you said dark academia witches bodleian library vampires sarah you have to read it You'd sign it. me up right and i was like i'm gonna love this book and then i read it <laughs> and then i read it <laughs> oh gosh wait did you read just the first one i've read all of them i haven't read the third one but i like the second one nicole i like the second one the first one i was bored to tears i was like how can it's a this chunker right, you're not like how can this me. book <laughs> like how can this book skim it <laughs> just skim it i just can't audiobook skim. three times speed but <laughs> i was like but i did not like it. i did not enjoy it. the second book is better first book ugh. but the show the show Teresa palmer matthew good their chemistry Oh, I love them so much. Just watch the show, Sarah. Just watch the show. You'll get it. And it's fantastic. I like that. It's one of those 
series where I like the show better than I like the book. Yeah. And that's very few and far between. You Good know, Lord, the well, audio book is 24 hours long. Oh, it, it's it. big. It's, it's a big book. It's huge. And that I read it back when like when I did it. I had, I wasn't hip to audiobooks quite yet on fiction. <laughs> so I literally remember like driving out of town, like Sincere's driving it and I'm like reading it and I'm like, oh my God, I used to read chunky books for fun and <laughs> no audio. But the first book, the first book, okay, so Deborah Harkness is an historian. It's really heavy okay, with history. Yes. Um, the second one is kind of the same, but it's time travel and she goes back to like old england times to meet up with old witches to learn how to really be a witch and i was like this is some shit that i can love it was good i like and then the third one one, i started it and i was like "Eh." the fourth one the fourth one about i know read the second watch the show like just watch the show just watch the show i'm not the the problem is i'm not a tv watcher at all Oh, but you should. I think you could watch the second one. I think you. I think you could watch the second one. Do you think? The audio is available from my library. I just don't have time. Not now, Sarah. (laughs) Watch it from the beginning. Watch like the first couple episodes. If it doesn't suck you in, then just abandon it. But I'm serious, serious. Matthew Good. If you ever, if you guys ever watch Leap Year with Matthew Good, and um, (laughs) that is that movie is so good. But Matthew Good is just mm, sexy, so sexy. <laughs> I just I loved all of the and Teresa I loved Palmer. the witch. Oh. I loved the witch stuff. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, I that's, that's Matthew expensive. was handsome, but the witch stuff. I mean, because Diana doesn't want to be. A, she, she knows she's a witch, but she doesn't want to use her power for anything. But there's a scene in the movie where that like old witch is like standing up in the building or whatever and he's like trying to get in her mind and she's just like get out of my head yes. and like the glass shatters and i was like oh shit <laughs> the witch is coming out because she's powerful she's powerful she's a force to be reckoned with but only if she uses her magic mm-hmm. yeah yeah but oh, I love, Sarah, I love you have both. to give one of them a try I'm, i love oh. witch stuff but i i delve more towards the paula braxton daughter of the witch and so i love those books I, I want to read her. Uh, she has like um, kind of like a time travel yeah, series um, that the she's first writing one, right something, now. Oh god, what's the first one called? I have Paula it. Braxton. Is Paula it Braxton, chocolate? Yeah. Something. She does a whole series, and it's like something. the first one's about like a family of witches, and it goes back to like colonial times and stuff like that. It's they're really mystical, heavier on the historical, but they're really good, mm-hmm. and I love the covers. That that's the first thing that drew me in was the covers. Mm-hmm. Well, we just need it all to make a comeback. I'm just saying. Right? I feel like if we get anything now, it usually is kind of along the lines of all souls. It's like a witch and a vampire falling in love, and that's not supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, literally in that world, they're like bitter rivals. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a forbidden mess. But yeah, I've been watching Buffy Girl. Oh my God, Buffy. Love Buffy. Buffy's pretty iconic. I mean, the, the amount of messages I get, I'm like, oh my gosh! If you ever want to talk about it, message me. And I'm like, do people have like Buff? Like Buffy has a fandom. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> fandom is massive, massive. Huge. Okay, and I always is... tell people like, get past the first two seasons because it's very 90s, very oh high. Oh my school. god, yes, yes. But I still like it. There are some really That's great messages in the show and um but yeah when you get into like those later seasons 
Oh my gosh. And the first season is gets crazier. Oh yeah. The first season is pretty short. It's only 12 episodes. It's when you get into like the second, third and so on, you get like those 21 episode series or seasons. But, um, but yeah, it is. I remember that was like kind of like the first show that I was ever like obsessed over. Like I remember being in middle school and I had cheer practice after school. So I would get home late and I would miss it. But my dad, yeah, but my dad would record it for me. And he was like, I recorded Buffy for you. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I love that. (laughs) My mom recorded Clarissa Explains It All for me. That's what I was watching. So when did the first one And when I say record, I just mean like actually All Souls Trilogy? No, Buffy. Okay, so the, oh, the, the movie came out in, in 92 because I saw the movie yeah. in theater with Luke Oh, the Perry. movie's the, one of the best. My aunt I took love my brother the movie. and I, and I'll never forget, we walked out of the theater. My aunt goes, what did we just watch? <laughs> yeah, the movie was first. The movie was, movie first, was first. And, and then Buffy uh, itself came um, out. It just, and then the show. So it was kind of like, it is kind of like a light continuation because there are things that are mentioned in the first season, like Buffy coming to Sunnydale because yeah. she got expelled from the previous school because the gym caught on fire. That happens yeah, in the yeah. movie. So, um, so it is like a continuation, but so you know, it's kind of like seven was the show. Yeah. 24 mm-hmm. wow. years ago. Wow. And then Sarah Michelle I was Geller, 18 when uh, Buffy came out. I think I just Sarah missed Michelle it Geller. because I think it was for younger than me. So I might have just, I watched the first two seasons, but I haven't watched anything else beyond that. But I'm familiar with Buffy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm watching it for the first time. Oh, it's so good. There's yeah. a specific and I've heard episode that, like, that's my I've favorite. Heard, I've heard that, like, you, you got, like you said, Nicole, get past the first season, but then you appreciate the first season after you've made it through all of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it is like those, those first two seasons, they're very campy. They're very, oh god, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's so good. It's like, you know, when I rewatch it and, you know, cause I rewatch certain episodes just like randomly, you know, like here and there. And, you know, especially with like those couple, those first couple of seasons, I'm just like, oh my God, this was so bad. How did I even make it through like the first two seasons when I first watch it? It's because they every show looked like that, you know, back then. So you really didn't know what you were yeah. missing. You know, now when you watch like these shows, they're like, oh my God, the special effects are so good. And this is like amazing writing and blah, blah, blah. Not saying like Buffy's mm-hmm. not amazing writing. But then it's like you watch old shows and you're just like, wow, <laughs> the effects. Yeah. I was like, these vampires under the street look awful. Yeah. What's the popular girl's name with the brown hair? Cordelia. Um, yeah. I'm like, who's going to slap Cordelia? Because she's <laughs> Cordelia got one more time for Buffy to save her ass and for her to still be a B word. Yep. Uh, she, yeah, she, she does go through I bet some you, transformations, but she's still Cordelia, like the school's popular girl and blah, blah, blah. Cordelia is Tilly Townsend with the hot list from with, Kimberly Ray's book. She's like, she's making this list like hottest bachelorettes, but she's like number one every single time. Right? Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Oh, Cordelia. Oh, Cordelia. Okay. So what is the next book that we have to read? Oh. What is it called? Because we're there's only four. Well, there's No, there's one more in this series. Then I think it branches off of the vampires. But that's just Okay. Yes. So there's like there's only three in like the Skull Creek. Mm -hmm. And then it breaks off into the um what is it? Like the Braddock Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the okay. next book after this one is A Body to Die For. That's it. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah. Which I okay. have a story here. 
I hope that Tilly tends in Tilly. What's that? Well, I hope Tilly, whatever her face is, I want her to have a romance. Hopefully, she gets one of the the bratted boys. <laughs> Maybe I have the bratted. Tilly boy needs to retire. <laughs> no, it'd be Susie freaking Wilcox. <laughs> Susie freaking Wilcox. Because Dylan told us he he was reading her mind and she was lonely and miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yep. It's all about that outward appearance, you know. It's like, oh yeah, she's one of the popular girls. She's the most sought after bachelorette, but inside she's. She's lonely missing and miserable. She's mm-hmm. lonely and miserable. Touch me, please. She said, touch me, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is you saying this to once a geek, always a geek. Right? Exactly. He had no standards. <laughs> and honestly, I could just tell that Dylan was just like, oh, yeah, she had once said once a geek, always a geek to me. But now she's like begging me for attention. It's kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, I got one over on Dude. Susie freaking Wilcox. Yeah. Okay. So the Dude, other books bro. are also about cowboy vampires. Yeah, the yeah, Braddock. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't get the branch yeah, I, off. I, I don't I get don't, it. No. Well, no. It's still. It, it's still considered to be love at first bite. But I don't know what the Braddock boys are. See, this is the Braddock boys. Brent. Okay. I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. number this is, but it still says love at first bite. So it's kind of just like a spinoff or a continuation. Interesting. Interesting. Those are the ones. Oh, I Brent is books too, but... Nicole. Got it. Brent okay. is book two. I wonder if they're brothers. They're all hot covers. Yeah. Yeah, I they're brothers. So. That's what it is. But Okay. Ah, there we go. Okay. Okay. At least we know. Okay, now. Kimberly Ray. We see we see we what you school. did there. <laughs> <laughs> We're here in 2021 figuring it out. That's right. <laughs> We're here in 20. Yeah. We have the internet. <laughs> we have we can Google. <laughs> so Nicole, what do you have coming up? Oh, okay. Well, um, well, tonight I'm gonna be talking with Katie Robert. Oh, uh, awesome. on my channel. So I'm really okay. excited about that. No doubt. Um, so y'all will be hearing this on Wednesday. Yeah. So I will put a link to the live show uh, in the show notes so you can watch Nicole chat with the Katie, Katie Roberts. Robert. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm also like so nervous and sweating. Oh. Are you? <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> Every time I'm doing one of these author interviews, I'm just like, ah, sweats. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> But and uh, Seedside Summer is still going strong for um, Who Picked This Book Club. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, No Good Tea Goes Unpunished on the 21st. Um, okay. So that's happening. And also on the 22nd, I'm talking with Aveda Vice. Uh, they are um, one kind of like a newer romance author. They've written uh, Headless, which is a Sleepy Hollow retelling feed and skin which is books one and two in the fangs with benefits series it's kind of like monster smut interesting you know sleepy hollow is my king right my ears went up and went bing i need to read so, yeah. it so the headless horseman something headless, about it headless evade advice they are so good but they write novellas like these books are short like by the end yeah by the end you're like i want more like i need this to be a full-length novel Mm -hmm. it just just enough to whet the appetite yeah yeah. "Ah." (laughs) so you probably get i got through them i got through them in like an hour maybe really yeah so things with benefit like like you are famous for saying it it, would it be a podcast if someone didn't have a book added to their tbr no (laughs) no so i'm going to go (laughs) 
because <laughs> I love a novella. Right? Yes, it's so it's so short. It's so short, but yeah, it's uh, the Fangs with Benefit series is a little bit longer than Headless, but still, they're also very short. Okay, a powerful man on a horse that doesn't talk. That does- what more than a girl <laughs> that one doesn't Whoa. talk. <laughs> That doesn't just talk. Just right in. Me up. My God. Right. <laughs> just right in and shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's headless. He cut off the annoying part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you can still look gorgeous up on that horse. I know. On that horse. His dick still works. Fantastic. <laughs> just don't need you to. Just, no words. Okay. No words. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> we can cut out all of the small talk and awkward conversation. Yes. You know, just... No one needs it. No mm-hmm. one needs your two I just want to be on the back of the horse. I just want to be on the back of the horse. I trust that you know where you're going because you've been literally riding this legend for hundreds of years yep. now. So mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> well, all of Nicole's information will be in the show notes, listeners. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Again, check out the live show with Katie Robert. And then we said, what, the 21st and the 22nd new stuff coming up? Yes. You're a busy woman. Yes, you You're always doing something. This is this is the month for live streams for me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> is, I think it was last week I had a live stream like every day. <laughs> I'm like, oh my wow. Yeah, I had a live stream every single day. <laughs> so yeah, Katie Roberts you- tonight. This, and then uh, Seaside Summer, No Good Tea Goes Unpunished is the 21st. And the chat with Aveda Vice is the 22nd. So yeah, those are the dates. Nice. Do you have anything that you've read that you want to recommend since the last time we talked? Mm, uh, yes. So I just read Keep Me Close by RM Virtues, another kind of okay. newer... Uh, romance author um this keep me close is actually book number two in this series but the series is called gods of hunger the first book oh my gosh i think i've i think i follow this author on 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 the twitter on the twitter on the yes twitter. so the first book <laughs> on the on the twitter the tweets <laughs> the first book is called drag me up which is a hades and persephone retelling okay. and the second book is aphrodite and hephaestus so second book is like hate fucking daddy kink. And I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's so, so good. It's so good. I love the series. Um, it's great. These, these aren't particularly short. They're kind of like full length um, mm-hmm. novels, but so good. But Keep Me Close actually comes out on the 30th. It does, it's not out yet. I received mm-hmm. an ARC because he loves me and um (laughs) but i loved it it was so good this series is so amazing and he actually he's he's written um another oh my god and i'm totally blanking on the title right now but um he wrote a contemporary romance that takes place in arizona which was the first book i read by him and i'm like arizona (laughs) what are the odds that's what it was called what are the odds Anything. I thought you were going to be like, what are the odds you set a book in Arizona? <laughs> no, what are the no, that's the name of the book. <laughs> okay. But, um, but yeah, those two authors, you know, I've recently, I read them, you know, for the Hoathon mm-hmm. and just, I, I've, they're so good. They're amazing. Can't wait for more. You they're... posted one day, like a mood board for a work in progress of yours. 
can we talk about this? I mean, because we all love books here. Mm -hmm. So what's going on? You did NaNoWriMo last year, didn't you? Yeah. Like in November? I've done NaNoWriMo since 2017. Oh, good for you. So, yeah. And I actually really like doing it because it is just, it's almost kind of like a mad sprint. You know, it's like 50,000 words for the month you know, and Mm -hmm. you got a completed book in a month. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like crazy to me, but it it really keeps me motivated to, to write. And, um, yeah, I recently, one of those, if you, um, on Twitter, you know, someone makes these graphics where if you know, like your Libra sun rising and your moon signs, um, you like put together these graphics and that's kind of like, like an aesthetic, you know, kind of thing. And so, I put a couple together and I just like, just thought of like a romance book and I'm just like, Oh, okay. (laughs) So I got Mm -hmm. these aesthetics where it kind of just made me think of, you know, this would be a really great book. So I, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, those are kind of like work in progresses, you know, one's a fantasy about this fae warrior who finds a hidden text that's like hundreds and hundreds of years old and, um, talks about dragons. And so she sets off on this adventure to find the last dragon And then the other one is a contemporary where the uh, main character, she just got out of a really bad relationship and she goes off on this, you know, the vacation where you find yourself and she has like this. The eat, pray, love. Yeah. (laughs) And she has this sexy one night stand with a local, you know? And so that's kind of like, those are the two that are going around in my head right now that I kind of, I want to kind of flesh out. But yeah. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, let's do it. We need some updates next time mm-hmm. we talk. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then the whip. Are that, you writing every day or what? Like what I you- try to I, at least like once a week. At least I do have a writers group where we kind of come together and do some like writing oh, cool. sprints. You know, we try to do that like once a week. But I would love to do it every day. Every day would be great. Um, just sometimes, you know, time. Well, it's I hard to. Yeah. It's hard to sit down because usually like just sitting down and writing, like it takes me a while just to get back into the scene. Like I usually have to reread what I wrote previously. And then I kind of, I'm into it now. And that you can, it's not like I sit down at the computer and bam, I can write. I have to like, you know, kind of get back in it, kind of feel it kind of thing. Yeah. And sometimes back in it. Yeah. Sometimes that can take a long time and I don't honestly have a lot, a whole lot of time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's all, it's also about like making time and all that all that stuff, like proper time management, which I don't necessarily have mm-hmm. <laughs> great yeah. time management, but you know, I do try, you know, whenever I get on these sprints with, you know, my friends, um, it's really great. Cause I do can, I can get like a thousand words down per sprint. We do like 30 minute sprints or and, oh, nice. and get a thousand words down and, you know, kind of take, get chunks written down. And it's really nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so are you a plotter or a pantser? Uh, it's kind of both it's like some books some books that I I had written um I completely outlined like my I have like a pirate uh fantasy historical series that um the plan was just one book and I completely outlined that whole thing I mean I have this this little notebook that's just filled with like characters and scenes and this is what's happening like outlining and you know then I started writing this book and that book is done And then there are other like smaller characters in that series where I'm just like, they need their story. 
they're 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 in my mind they're like wanting me to tell their story so then a second book was then created and that I had no I had no idea I was just kind of writing at that point that the second book and then eventually the third book um was not outlined at all that was just like something that just came to me because these characters wanted their stories told so I was just like okay let's write it and that was just kind of like I have no idea where this is going I'm just typing it out as it comes to me and that was kind of a new experience for me because usually I was I was very much into the outlining of like where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm like major plot points and then getting like connecting them. So that was a new experience. One book turned into a three book series that I had yeah. no plans for. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Girl, <laughs> well, you better stay on it. <laughs> it's well, not going to get written if you don't write it. I know <laughs> that first draft is just about getting words on the page. You know, it's like, yes. you get it out editing is for later, you know, mm-hmm. and I have, a, I have a problem with that myself, you know, like every time I go back to go write more, you know, I go back and read what I first wrote and it just turns into an editing session. Like, what am I even talking about here? Like, and I'll just edit it out and stuff. And so it's like hours go by and I haven't added anything new. I just edited what I previously wrote. It's just yeah. like mm-hmm. first draft, just get it all out and then you can edit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Does being part of the group help? Yeah, because then you can kind of bounce ideas off each other. Like if you're stuck at one point, like what mm-hmm. could possibly, you know, happens like I can't get past this point, like, or it's the words aren't flowing right. And, you know, sometimes you just have to abandon a scene and then just go on to the next scene and then kind of, you know, fill back in when you, you know, mm-hmm. get inspired again. But yeah, it's really nice to kind of bounce kind of like you have that live person who is, you know, helping you work through it instead of just you just sitting there staring at a screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, thank you for talking to yes. us today about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Always delightful. Thank you for inviting me. And I. We love you. And I we cannot wait to talk know. about book three. Whatever the third book is, whoever it follows. Uh, something, yeah. something to die for. Body to Some, die for. Is it, okay. Go ahead and look on the back. Is it Garrett's book? It's Garrett's book. book is it? It's Garrett's book. <laughs> yeah. It's Garrett. Ooh. It sounds like it's a second chance romance. A vampire <laughs> second like chance right? romance. <laughs> Yes, because because they're both vampires, right? Yes, yes. All right, listeners. Well, we will be back next month yes. with the next installment of you know, love at first bite. <laughs> <laughs> Sugared and sloshed. You have to read the book, there you go. the second book, to figure out where it comes from. Yep, but yeah. it's in there. It's in there. Kimberly Ray has us hooked, and we will be back. Yes. <laughs> yep. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.